no one can get it right continuously over their lifetime. So it is best to just stay invested, stay the course, and stay you know uh, true to your plan that, that you may have developed with your advisor or for our clients that they've developed with us. Just stick to that plan and, and just ride this thing out. It's time to retire with confidence. Welcome to Unlocking Your Financial Future with financial advisor Ben Schrock. Welcome in. Good to have you again on the show. I'm Ben George. He is Ben Schrock, owner and financial advisor at BA Schrock Financial Group, and this is Unlocking Your Financial Future. Today, it's all about the election. I know uh, it's on everybody's mind. We're recording this kind of mid-November, so we're going to talk about what we know so far um, what it means for the market, maybe taxes, interest rates, just kind of a lot of the financial impact to the election results, should they hold. And nothing's been official yet, but it seems like we have a pretty good idea of how things are going to play out over the next couple of months and into 2021. So we'll talk about all that today on the podcast. Ben, welcome in. It's been a, a, a crazy couple of weeks with the with the election and, and just kind of everything afterwards. But I guess that's kind of what we expected, right? Yeah, it's been quite quite the ride, and um, I don't think we're done quite yet. But uh, it's uh, I don't know if, if it'll get more interesting or not, or you know <laughs> if this not. will. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I I think that's a consensus around our office and and people I talk to, even clients. It's just like, man, I don't care who's president at this point. Let's just go. You know, it could right. be myself, and my wife. Let's go and and move on with this darn thing. But yeah, yeah it, it, everyone's a little bit over this. Are you getting a lot of questions from clients right now about it? I mean, is that something I know that I know that they were asking you about it, you know, leading up to this and not really a whole lot changed, I guess. But is it something that's still top of mind for everyone? It is. It is. I mean, it, I think the the people that were concerned, obviously, you know, with uh, in our line of work, we deal with people that, that are fall on both sides of the spectrum, Republican, Democrats, and, you know, even, even somewhere in between sometimes. But, you know, it, it, I think that um, with, you know, Biden getting the the nod right now, I guess, if we want to say it's over. But with him, you know, all signs pointing towards him becoming president um, next year, you know, you got the, the mainly our conservative type uh, clients that at first were probably a little bit, you know, panicked, like, oh man, we need to get out of the market. We need to do this or that. But if you just kind of sit back and look at the market, it just, you know, remained unfazed. The thing just kept chugging along and had probably one of the best weeks we've seen um, prior to COVID. Uh, so it, it's been a, a Interesting to see the the markets react the way they did, which I I think calmed down our clients that were a little bit concerned, honestly. So we still get a couple questions here and there, but for the most part, I think they've kind of calmed down. Um, again, uh, we'll see if if things start turning the other direction, or um, if it becomes more and more uh, contested. We'll you know who sees we'll see what the markets will do to react, and and maybe we'll field more phone calls then. But for the most part, it's been um, pretty pretty calm here in our office. That's good to hear, and you know it's interesting because we talk about it all the time how you can't time the market. You should never try to time the market. It's always going to end up in, in bad results. And, you know, the lot, there's a lot of speculation heading into the election uh, beginning of November is, you know, how's the market going to react? And as you kind of mentioned, things have been pretty positive and pretty solid. And I know that, like the week or two leading up to it, you know, things started taking a big dip again as like the second yeah. wave of COVID, you know, over in Europe, lockdowns were happening and just so much was going on that even at that time, I was even thinking, Ben, even though you tell me every single week, you know, what not to do. I was still even <laughs> thinking like, man, should I get out of the market right now and just and just move stuff to cash and just know that this second wave is coming? But I held firm and just kind of stuck to the plan. And I'm, I'm glad I did because, you know, if you would have sold right before the election, 
you'd be regretting it right now. Yeah, I don't know the exact numbers, but I think we were down that week prior to the last week of October, somewhere in the 8% range. Yeah. Um, and then during the election, we could just it bounce right back. So you're absolutely right. I mean, we can't time this stuff. And if you know COVID didn't teach us anything, this election sure did, because we, <laughs> we just can't continue to make these mistakes that you know we think we, we're, we're smart enough to, to call it or um, get out of the market at the right time than getting back in at the right time. You might get it right once, but man, it, that's luck. You know, that, that's no one can get it right continuously over their lifetime. So it is best to just stay invested, stay the course and stay, you know, uh, true to your plan that, that you may have developed with your advisor or for our clients that they've developed with us. Just stick to that plan and, and just ride this thing out. Yeah. And it's not to say that uh, the rest of the year w- won't be rocky, but just the kind of an example of if you would have gotten out when you thought things were going to get bad, you would have missed some opportunity there. So just, you know, something to think about. But, you know, the market, as we mentioned, has been very strong uh, post-election. Now, a lot of that, I think, because of the vaccine news, a couple of positive vaccine uh, results were coming out. Do you do you credit everything to that, or do you maybe look at some of the election results with with kind of a split Senate and and you know the presidency potentially? That's still got to play out. Uh, all across the board, but you know, what do you attribute the, maybe the strength of the market to? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think it's a, a little combination of both. I mean, if we if we go back to the election week, the week of the election, none of the the results of the this you know awesome efficacy re- reporting from um, Moderna and um, Pfizer th- those weren't news as of the election night. But you know, the next day the market looked pretty good, and we really didn't know who was president the next day and, and then the following day. So it was some day a couple days after, I think maybe a week after, where Pfizer announced. Um, that they had some good results on their their testing. So um, then the markets responded even more uh, positively. But I think we can relate that back to uh, the split uh, House and Senate, honestly, because we had all, I mean, it was, again, it wasn't a, a clear, decisive uh, decision that night, but we had all signs pointing towards um, Democratic-controlled House and a Republican-controlled Senate. Now, again, um, when we look at the numbers now as they fall here in the mid-November, we got, I think there's 50 um, seats held by the Republicans and then a little bit left uh, 48 uh, or 47. I forget the exact numbers by Democrats and some independents in there. And we have the two runoffs in Georgia. So what that tells us is that the the Wall Street and, and um, you know the markets like checks and balances. They don't like it where it, whether everything's controlled by uh, this, um, the Republicans or by the Democrats. They like to have a little bit of checks and balances in there. And I think that was really what kind of propped up the markets that week. Honestly, the the week of the election. Then with all the news unfolding with the uh, vaccines coming to light here, that's where we saw even more gains. So um, a lot of good news out there in terms of uh, the results from the election side, and, and then also with the uh, the um, vaccine coming and making advancements. So all things considered, I think it was a combination of everything. Yeah, and I think a lot of the eyes will be on Georgia as that runoff happens. And, you know, assuming that things stay as they are, I mean, do you, do you foresee the market kind of staying in a solid solid position moving into 2021 and, and kind of down the road a little ways as the new, as maybe as Biden and his uh, presidency begins? I do, because really what that what that tells us is, um, and again, it, it's hard not to get into these political discussions when we're talking politics, but yeah. I mean, really what it tells us is um, Biden's going to have a hard time uh, getting through that progressive left um, you know, agenda. So the likelihood of us seeing some significant tax increases on the, the personal side, I think are pretty slim, especially 
uh, in the short term. You know, we can't, we're not going to see one in 21, probably not likely in 22, especially as we come out of this, you know, kind of depression recession timeframe from COVID and things are still recovering. It's going to be hard for him to pass any uh, uh, tax hikes through the Senate um, and running on that. And then also you're getting rid of some of those, the, the green new deals and some of those other things out there that the progressive movement was pushing, um, which is ultimately going to cost more tax dollars. And the, the markets uh, were you know, don't like that. So, you know, with all those things being considered in there, I, I think that's where why the markets reacted positively because he's not going to be able to get those uh, agendas through. And I think our outlook in the markets and is pretty stable. And, and actually, 2021 we think is shaping up to be a pretty good year. Great, that's good to hear. I think everybody uh, would welcome some positivity heading yeah. into 2021 for sure. Well, let's move away from the markets for a minute. Um, tax implications. I know this is a big thing, and you kind of hit on yeah. it a little bit, but this is kind of the th- big thing everybody is kind of watching. Should things go to Biden, because he has a lot of, uh, you know, a lot on his plate and a lot of potential mm-hmm. policies that he could enact. What are you looking at uh, for tax implications? What are you watching? Yeah. So, I mean, if he is successful in getting some stuff through, I, I think he would be more successful on the corporate side um, and increasing that back up. I believe it goes back up to 28 percent is what his proposal is. Um, on the personal side, if he comes through with one, like I said, I'd be uh, surprised if it goes into effect in 22, if not maybe 23. And quite frankly, Ben, with with the the previous, you know, or the current tax laws under the Trump administration, those all revert back to the old system in 2025 if nothing's done. So I I could honestly see him saying, oh, you know, what the heck with it? I'm not going to you know get this through. Let's just wait it out and see. Because again, in two years you got a midterm election, so it's going to be a really delicate um, uh, balancing act there that he has to do to to dodge around this uh, these tax implications and tax or tax increases. So um, it's something though that we're keeping a close eye on because obviously when we're talking with our clients, we want to make sure that um, from a planning aspect, we need to increase some Roth conversions now while taxes are more favorable in today's system as, as it will be in a new system. So um, it, it kind of gives us a timeline to really act uh, for them or, or give them the best advice to say, hey, we need to get in here quicker and, and convert more because it's changing. It's changing on this date. You know, if, if nothing more, we got to assume they're going to go back in 25, back to the old tax system. Um, and so we have at least that deadline in, in our eyesight. And then um, if they change sooner, then we got to maybe make some adjustments a little quicker. You know, I wonder, I've already kind of read some potential on, you know, raising some of the student loan debt. I think that's already been something yeah. that's being talked about quite a bit. And I guess that would have an impact too, if that actually happens too. Because I mean, I guess we're not necessarily factoring that in as something that would happen immediately, but it sounds like it could become an executive order potentially. I mean, there's so much speculation and I'm not asking you to try to predict what's going to happen there, but if that was to happen, do you think that's something you'd have to watch closely? Yeah, I do. I mean, because it, it ultimately, if you're a student loan debt, it, it, you can't, you know, Rob Peter to pay Paul. You, someone's got to pick up the tab sooner or later. So, and ultimately, even when we look at these, all the COVID relief and all the stuff that we've been printing money, someone's going to have to pick up the tab on that even this year. So, um, and ultimately, it's going to come down to the taxpayers. So, sooner or later, um, taxes are going to go up. It's just going to be a matter of on, on whose watch they're going up. And um, so, it's, it's hard to say that, like, when you run on all these platforms and um, all these agendas, it's, it's, scratch your head a little bit and say, well, how, how are they going to accomplish that? You know, yeah. the easiest way is say, well, we got to assume taxes are going up. So yeah, I mean, all those little indicators that you just mentioned, Ben, and other outside things like that, we're always keeping a close eye on because there's a, you know, backdoor way of saying, oh, taxes are going up. Yeah, no doubt. How about interest rates? I mean, that's something we've kind of benefited from uh, over the course of yeah. 2020. Do you anticipate movement there? Not right now. I mean, again, here, here's where we go into, you know, the, the Federal Reserve is not supposed to be a political branch, but, you know, it, it, every you know president appoints their, 
you know, Republican or Democratic chairman or chairwoman of the Federal Reserve. So uh, if Biden gets in, we'll see who he appoints. Um, but uh, Jerome Powell has been pretty vocal on the fact that he does not want to see interest rates raising at least till 2022 or even further. So he's going to keep them pretty flat for the, the foreseeable future. So I, I would expect that to be true um, until we have a clear vaccine that is very successful and people are out and, out and about and doing things again and, and recovery is imminent. Um, I don't see the Fed's raising rates. Uh, so again, I, I would favor more towards Powell's outlook to say 22, 23, maybe we'll start seeing those increases again, which I think is healthy. And I think it's something that um, should happen. And, and again, it was something that we were on that path towards um, in 2018, 19, and then you know, the pandemic hit and then all of a sudden we kind of erased all those rate hikes. So I think it's healthy for our economy to start seeing that come up. Um, it's just a matter of when that's going to happen before, you know, and if they do it too quick, you risk the the collapse of the, the market and the economy. So it's, it is a delicate uh, job that he has and I don't envy him at all. <laughs> yeah, no question. Um, well, let's close it out on planning opportunities because that's what we always want to kind of keep our eye on. And, and listen, no matter what happens, good or bad, there's going to be planning opportunities for you, uh, adjustments, rebalancing, whatever it is. What are you working with clients on right now? Kind of where's your focus for people kind of ending 2020 and heading into 2021? Yeah, really. If it's our clients that are, you know, in their portfolios, it's just st staying the course. If it's clients that are, you know, coming on as new clients, we're trying to find good entry points with Keith and uh, as we buy into the market when it's it's pretty high. So we're trying to find uh, what sectors we can attack and um, where, where are good buys within the market and where do they exist, um, and then executing that. And then also, you know, being willing to adjust. You said it right there, it, being willing to adjust and adapt that plan because, we don't know. We're trying to stay on top of things as quick as possible. But when tax laws go into place, we may not have a four-year notice. We might only get, you know, hey, it's changing and it's changing in 12 months or, or six months. So we better be ready to rock and roll. So we have to be willing and able to adjust and adapt on the fly because plans have to change. And, and if we're not able to or you're not in a position with your current advisor that, that's willing to make those adjustments and changes, then you better give it a second look because it, we have to. In our profession, we have to be willing to make those adjustments because ultimately that's going to help that client put themselves in a better position for retirement. Well, there's a lot to kind of watch and heading into 2021. No question about it. As you can hear, Ben and his team at BA Schrock are kind of keeping a close eye on a lot of different things. So, you know, if you want to sit down and talk with him about your plan, maybe what you should be eyeing, what you should be making adjustments to, uh, or if you're good, if you can maybe can continue with what you're already doing, you can contact him at 330-473-1060. You can also find him online. BAschrock-FG.com is the website. You can also connect on Facebook as well and uh, find out more about the lock process while you're there. So a lot of things to keep an eye on, Ben. I mean, unfortunately, things aren't settled and, and uncertainty continues to be the theme for 2020. But <laughs> I think we have a pretty good idea of kind of where we are and, and have a good grasp of things heading into the new year. Yep. Well, thanks for listening to Unlocking Your Financial Future. Please hit subscribe. We'll talk to you again in one week. Investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc. and A.E. Wealth Management, LLC. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management and A.E. Wealth Management are not affiliated companies. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risks, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments.
investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. BA Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. It is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation.